0: Peanut butter on toast today? Do you know I had peanut butter on? Ritz crackers the other day. Yum, yum, yum. No, obviously not. And sometimes I put too much peanut butter on, so I to put another cracker on top of the other cracker. Made a sandwich. Why don't they make peanut butter sandwiches? Mm. With Ritz crackers. It's only because Anthony was talking about peanut butter the other day and I thought, I've got some peanut butter in the fridge because we have it here in the building. But to be honest with you, I don't like using jars that other people have used. I'm a little bit funny about things like that. I'm sure it's fine, but when we were in another building, they used to have a big big tub of Marmite, and people would sort of put butter on things, and then they put their their plastic knife in there, and then a bit of the butter would fall into the Marmite. Uh, I'd rather bring my own Marmite. I don't really like sharing food jars and stuff like that. I'm hopeless to go on holiday with, because, you know, people say, it was like some of my marmalade. No, thank you. It's like, I've I've, I've been on holiday with people before, they said, are you not going to eat that? I go, no, I'm going to leave that. They go, oh, I'll eat that. And they've taken it off your plate and eaten it. I've always thought how horrible that is. It doesn't do it at all for me. It's like, <laughs> it's like people... I've got... No, I can't do one. Anyway, uh, yes, very odd day yesterday. Very odd day. Uh, because I decided to go out and treat myself to a pair of sunglasses. Now... I do have quite a few pairs of sunglasses because I've got really appallingly weak eyes and also I'm a huge international star. So when I go out on the streets, I have to wear my sunglasses because if, if I went out and I was driving and there was sunshine, I could drive about 100 yards down the road and I'd have to stop and go back and get my sunglasses. So I've always got sunglasses with me. So I'm looking around and I'm trying to find a pair of ray bands. I only like ray bands. I know people who've got other glasses, so I, I go out and I find Ray-Bans and I've looked around a few shops and I can't find the, the ones I want. So, eventually, uh, I think, right, I'll tell you what I'll do. I was in Richmond. I've had a look around. I can't find anything. I know. I'll go to Kingston. So, I get on the bus, go to Kingston. It's very nice. I sat on the, the downstairs deck, which is which is nice, actually. I don't mind sitting downstairs. Sometimes you sit upstairs, but then you get rowdy children up there. And they go, ooh, sitting on the back seat. I thought you were loud on their phone like this. You want to hear this? Wicked. And they start playing music. And you're thinking, oh, shut up, for God's sake. There's some right dimwits out there. And they're mainly on buses when I get on them, sadly. So, I, I get off at Kingston, and there's a new. We, we have what is loosely called entertainment in the middle of Kingston. But the one that drew the crowd yesterday was the funniest ever. And it was... <laughs> you'll have to imagine this, OK? It's a speaker, a big speaker box, a big black speaker with the, with the sound pulsating out. And it stands about, I don't know, five feet high and wide. But at the base of the speaker is a, a pair of decks a pair of music decks, and operating them as a little baby. OK, now, this this is the funniest. No, it's not a real baby, it's it's a puppet, but it's operated by the man sitting inside the speaker. But, so all you see, you, so you've got the back of the baby, and the baby's got his little hand up to his ear, and he can move his hands and everything else, and he's sort of doing this... Like this, and wiggling his little bum at the same time, and dancing. It's the... F- no, it's the funniest thing ever, I promise you. People... The Evian it's brilliant. Just won an award. This, this roller skating babies. Whoa, those babies. I mean, I'm thinking of trying to approach them to take them out on tour because I'm telling you, they're better than any of the uh, the ice skaters. But this little baby, and, I, and and in front of his his little pitch. He's got a note saying, My mum says I'm a bit of a pain at home, so I've come out to try and earn some money. <laughs> he's got his little bottle there, and he's got his little baseball cap on backwards. And <laughs> So all you see is this little baby doing this thing, and then going, eh, 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 and scratching. It is the best ever. It was good. All the girls were saying the same. They were all going, It's so different. It's unique. Anyway, so I, I sort of watched that for a few minutes, and I think, God, I hope nobody's watching me. You know what it's like, you know, And you see the thing, and I'm standing there like a dork, you know, oh, very funny. And so I go off, and I go around, and I thought, I know where I get my sunglasses, I go to Sunglasses Hut, because I've been to them before. And they did my sunglasses, and they were 79 quid a pair. Well, surprisingly, they're up in price, they're now 96. But anyway, that that wasn't the purpose of it. So I walk in to Sunglasses Hut, and um, I'm sort of looking at Ray-Bans, and I look at this pair, and I, I pick them up. And of course, everything is security tagged. Everything is tagged now. You know, whether they think I'm going to sort of pick them up and run out of the shop for a sake of a pair of... Well, perhaps some people do, I don't know. So I put them on, I think, oh, pretty cool. I like these a lot, because I do like Ray-Bans. They suit me. Some, some glasses suit some people, other people... You know, you see people wearing some glass and you think they don't suit you. You know, just because it's got Chloe or Dior on the side doesn't mean it's going to suit you. You've got to try on lots of glasses. So I know that Ray-Bans suit me, because I've worn them for 30 years. And so uh, immediately you get the, hello, can I help you? You know, I go, oh, I'm just looking... Oh, yeah, they're very nice. I said, you don't need to sell them. I said, I, I know if, if they're going to buy... If, you know, if I'm going to buy them. So I look at them, I put them on, I go, right, I'm going to buy them. Simple as that. So I've got the security tag on the side. So we go up to the counter. And uh, she goes, well, you know, they, they come with a warranty and this and that. And if they break... I said, to be honest, I said, if they break, I'll just buy another pair at this price. I'm not, not really that bothered about it. So anyway, so I put my little card in the machine... You know, to tap out the thing. And uh, in the meanwhile, she tries to get the security tag off. So she's got her screwdriver in the side of it. And she can't undo this. The, the tag is not coming off. And I haven't got any more glasses. So I'm doing this. So, anyway, so I I key in my uh, code, my thing. £96 goes through. and She's still trying to take the thing off. And the other girl, might, might have been mother and daughter, I don't know, uh, says, oh, can I have your card? I just swipe it through our, our computer. So I went, no, you can't. So she said but I need to do it through my... Co- I said, no. I said, it's gone through. I said, I've just seen. It's gone through on here. Yes, but I need it to go through on my computer. I said, you're not having my card. I said, I'm sorry. It's as simple as that. I don't let anybody have my card. We were always told, and I'm standing by it, nobody touches your card. You know, they might be perfectly honest. I've got no idea. I'm just not letting somebody swipe my card again. It's already been done once. It's gone through the little card machine and the receipt has come out. So she goes, well, I need it for the computer. I said, well, I tell you what, let's cancel the transaction. I said, I'd rather go somewhere else. So I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to stand my ground here on this one. I'm not, perhaps some people go in there and hand their card over and let them swipe it again. It might be perfectly genuine, but I'm not risking it. I'm, I'm sure it is, but I'm not risking it. That The hard and fast rule from the bank is that's why they brought in chip and pin. The idea is they don't touch your card. I don't want anybody touching my card. So I said, I'm not, anyway, so she then starts faffing around on the computer. And eventually she manages to put it through. So it can be done. What you don't want to do in any shop, and I don't care where it is, you don't hand your card over to somebody you don't know. Because you don't know these people. You know, they, they might be absolutely 100%, 190% genuine and all the rest of it. But I'm not handing my card over. I've done it. It's been through just take the, the copy off the thing. On all of these machines, it comes off twice. I get the top copy, they get the copy underneath. So anyway, so I've got my glasses, and I went... Mind you, but this time, she'd... Well, she'd lost her temper with the security tag. <laughs> Neither of the screwdrivers So in the end, she's got a pair of pliers, and he's breaking it off bit by bit. So it was, it was an interesting day out. My... No, the glasses weren't, weren't damaged, which I was quite happy about. I mean, I, I was going to buy them anyway. I'm not interested in warranties and all this kind of... You know, at 96 quid, for God's sake. I, if I save up the fiver a week, you know, which I think I'm just about doing a recession, you know, then in a few months' time I can afford another pair of glasses. It's as simple as that. However, good news today. Steve Hargrave will join us. We'll go through the uh, music news. I've got bad news if you're thinking of selling your gold, because at the moment you are inundated with companies on the television telling you to sell your gold. What sort of prices do you think you're going to get? Will it be the best price? We'll let you know a little bit later on. Which magazine have done a survey. They decided to test the market, seeing as it's so popular at the moment, they decided that they would send gold off to all these different companies and they would see um, exactly what sort of money they were offering. You might be surprised. Plus, my old perennial favourite... It's the misuse of the blue badges. We're going to name and shame people today who have just been convicted in court and fined huge amounts of money for using badges they are not entitled to use. In one case, using their dead mother in law's badge. Luckily all the cards uh, the, the the cars were taken away and had to pay 250 quid to get them back. This happens every day. I told you I saw it I see it constantly in Twickenham constantly in Twickenham. I see it constantly in Kingston, where people who own restaurants in one particular street obviously have their parents' badge. And they park there, and they get out of the car, and they run into their restaurants or shops. And they do exactly the same in Twickenham. I saw a woman park, put the disabled badge on the front, get out and run over the road. I shouted after her, what disability do you have? If it involves running, love, you're not disabled, let me tell you. Just ridiculous, isn't it, nowadays? People misuse them. So we we name and shame, courtesy of the uh, Wandsworth Guardian. Plus, of course, we weave all your texts and emails in. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk I'm going to have Heather Mills' disabled badge taken away. She can't be that disabled if she can dance on ice, let me tell you. She can't be. I can't even stand up on ice. (laughs) I should imagine so, yeah, she only got one leg, of course. She must have a disabled badge, she must have. But, but, it, but, but, oh, bet she does. <laughs> but it's the fact that if you can dance on ice, I ask the question, how disabled you have to be? I can't stand up on ice, let alone skate up and down on it, and I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> it's always a good one, though, isn't it? Uh, plus stories in the papers today, Cadbury's, going to be making redundancies, if you work in Uxbridge... That's where the... the uh, I was going to say the knife is going to fall. The hammer's going to fall down in Uxbridge uh, to a lot of the staff there. Because the moment it goes to America, which it will, they'll just transfer everything over there. Does it make any difference where your sweets are made? No, I don't think so. Not to us. Not to You'd be surprised how many of what you think are British companies are actually foreign companies, and it's made abroad and brought in. I don't think it makes any... I feel it's a bit sad that perhaps, you know, Cadbury's isn't homegrown, because they've got that village, haven't they? The Cadbury's village. Is it Bourneville? Where... I think a lot of employees live. And it was built. It was built as, as part of the whole factory. I should imagine the smell of chocolate must drive you mad every day. I can't think of anything worse. You can smell it in the air, can't you? Poo! Poo! But they, do, but they do make chocolate. And you think, that's not... You can make chocolate anywhere. You don't have to be in... You know, it doesn't have to come from Cadbury's. It's a shame that we don't own it, but most of the British things we, we don't own now anyway. And uh, more, more bullying in Big Brother. Yeah, the dreary old... Um, Lady Sovereign, one of the dreariest old bags I've ever seen on the television, is now claiming she was bullied in the Big Brother house. It's because you were bone idle, dear, that's why. You weren't bullied, they just told you the truth. You didn't want to join in, you didn't want to do anything. You're a waste of space. You had no talent at all, in or out of the house. And if you see that as bullying, good! News headlines, quarter past five, five Met police officers involved in the investigation into the black cab rapist John Warboys have been disciplined. The police watchdog says they missed crucial opportunities to catch the 52-year-old who attacked women in central London between 2002 and 2008. A 19-year-old man's being questioned after a young woman was found stabbed to death on a riverside footpath in Reading. And Amy Winehouse is due in court this morning, charged over an assault at a pantomime in Milton Keynes in December. let a check on the state of the roads. It's Jay Louise.
1: Thank you very much, Steve. All problems.
0: LBC 97.3. Still to come, the people who cheat the blue badges. A banker, a woman who works for a city law firm, somebody who works in a, a children's clothing shop. All illegally using and convicted in the courts of using blue badges. Drives me crackers. And that gold that you send off in the envelopes you know, you can have this much money now. I sent off my gold and I got £400. How much do you send off? Bullion bars or something? Because judging by the prices that I've got here, uh, there's only one person who appears to win, and that's the companies. I understand how companies work, but I also understand that they're going to melt the gold down. So what, what they're paying you is scrap value. It's not like selling at an auction where you go along to Cash in the Attic or any, you know, antique Roadshow, and you go, I've got this lovely thing that my mother gave me years ago, and it was her grandmother's, and they go, well, it's worth about £60. Would you like to sell it? Yes, I think I would. And you think, oh, boy, you must be desperate for 60 quid for, an, for a family heirloom. I worry. I wouldn't get rid of anything, absolutely anything, that my parents had. Consequently, I've got everything that my parents had. Me and my brother, between, we've got all the furniture. We've got everything. Absolutely everything. I wouldn't I wouldn't dream of selling it. In fact, actually, I have threatened him with, with murder if he sells anything that belonged to my parents at all. I said, if you need to sell anything, if ever you need money, come and see me. You know, and I'll... Uh, I'll break your legs. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I won't be selling any... You just don't sell stuff that's family. It's family. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. I'm very... I'm funny about the uh, the family aspect. Anyway, so here she is, the uh, most boring, tediously underdeveloped lady sovereign. Real name... I, don't, I can't remember what it is now. Is it Karen or something? Daft. It's... Louise, really interesting, and, uh, and she's saying I was bullied, and it was it was dreadful. No, you were bone idle, love. You were bone idle with no talent, and I think probably, don't to be honest with you, I think most of the houses is, is exactly the same. I didn't see any of them any any differently. I really don't. I do I do love the way though, ever so funny that poor old Michelle Heaton. You know Michelle. 30, but looking about 190. Hardly any friends in the world except poor old Jordan. That's her only friend in the world. So when she says something on Big Brother's Big Mouth, like, for example, uh, I think that Jordan can do much better than Alex Reid. Jordan is in the green room. And Jordan says to her, you go back and say that I'm very much in love and uh, we're very much an item. So Michelle Heaton had to... Hello. Hello had to come back and, uh, and apologise and say, oh, I've just spoken to Jordan and she's asked me to say that she adores Alex to pieces. It must be awful having to eat humble pie, Michelle. Mind you, it's the only claim to fame, isn't it, love? You know Katie Price. Both as boring old bags as they ever were possible to find. But... Uh, over at the Big Brother house, to be honest with you, I I've, I've couldn't care less who's going to win. Most of them appear to do nothing. They've got nothing to talk about. Dane Bowers is dull as ditch water. I've never known anybody who has got... Yeah, if you like that kind of thing, you know, I mean, he's a bit simple. In fact, to say he's a bit simple, is you know, is an understatement, because he's music, in the music, But he's got nothing to talk about. I'm not surprised women find him boring. Mind you, there'll be a few old scrubbers out there in nightclubs who be happy to uh, go off with him and then sell the story afterwards. Good news is, well-known singer... Uh, excuse me. Peter Andre... Uh, has decided to do a duet with Amy Winehouse. That's right, kill two careers. Kill two careers. Because you remember Peter's last single got to number 50 in the charts. So we didn't do so well on that. for him, that's quite good. Did you buy a copy? Did you buy a copy? See, years ago, we used to say to people, because when singles came out, they were on vinyl. And we used to say to people, did you buy so and so sing? And we'd go, yeah. And we melted it over the radiator and made it into a fruit bowl. It was far more functional. Because it, with vinyl, you could do that. I remember leaving a load of albums on the back shelf of my car in the days when cars had back shelves. And I'd left them there throughout the summer. I don't know why I was doing gigs or something. And I came out, and they were all warped. When he put the needle on, it bounced over the whole record. A bit of a shame. Nothing interesting, I'll tell you. But P- Peter Andres, you could do that. But the funny thing, he still sees himself as a singer. You know, unfortunately, just a bit of a drip, I'm afraid. Somebody else who... Um, who married Katie Price or went out with Katie Price and you think, and that's your claim to fame love, that is it, it's it's a bit tedious Uh, other stories in the paper I'm so happy for the family who won £26 million, I couldn't actually somebody phoned me yesterday and said, you're really jealous aren't you? I said, listen, I couldn't I've got friends who are so filthy rich it's embarrassing, money doesn't bother me in the slightest, I've never been jealous of anybody, unless of course they're better looking than me, in which case there's hardly anybody out there that I'm jealous of, you know, people with long flowing hair and stuff like that, you know, that's kind of thing. Somebody phoned me yesterday and he said, there's pictures of you up on Facebook. I went, oh yeah? And he said, yeah. And it turns out it was somebody who worked here years and years ago called Mark. And he he obviously took loads and loads of pictures and you can't access them because you'll never find them, I'm afraid. They're, They're very, very well hidden. But there's three pages and lots of them are early Steve Allen pictures I was really good looking. I mean, I was even better looking than I thought. But the trouble is we couldn't remember who half the people were. So this friend of mine is saying, Who's, who is this in this picture? And I'm going, I have to rack my brains. I think, oh, that's, that's Matt. And that was, I don't know, that was Patrick Muirhead's friend. I can't remember who that was. And that, that was an ex-producer. And that was a, and There's all these different pictures taken, I think, from either Gough Square or Hammersmith days. I think probably mainly Hammersmith days. But very interesting to, to see. Especially when you look back and you think, my God, I was stunning. You know, it's difficult to appreciate, you know, when you get a little bit older, you forget how good looking you were. Luckily I've hung on to my looks and I think added to my figure a little bit as well at the same time. But I've added quite a bit to it, which is a shame. So here is this very happy uh, family, George Stewart. Uh the family, four of them picked up twenty six million, so they'll probably get about six uh six million it plus each, which is okay. You know, it's all right. I mean I've had I've had worse days. £26 million each. I don't know what you'd do with it. The, the actual amount was £26,151,124.20. pence. Do you think they're going to fight over the 20 pence? They're going to f- fight over that bit of money. <laughs> Apparently, according to papers, and I don't believe anything I read in the Daily Star, but I pass it on merely because it makes me smile, um, Simon Cowell has told Victoria Beckham there's no chance she's ever going to be a judge on X Factor. <laughs> because she looked like an old fortune teller sitting on there. I don't know if you saw it. Her hair, she's got this band on because her hair is, is dropping out. So and it, and she's got the worst makeup on. I thought you thought Jordan's makeup was bad. Vic's makeup. I can now only assume she wears these big glasses because the eyes mirror the soul and her eye makeup is terrible. I know because I've done makeup programs for donkey's years with, you know, Estee Lauder and all these sort of Shiseido and all these different companies. And her eye makeup is atrocious. She needs to go in and get it done professionally. Anyway, Davy Boy's out there. Good old Davy Boy. Looks lovely. Don't open your mouth. OK, but because we've got uh, sports relief coming up, and they're all involved with it. Hiya. Christy Bleakley is out there. She's, she's wearing a T-shirt. Together with Amir Khan, dreary old Fern Cotton, Gary the Ball Lineker, and uh, Jensen Button, and Claudia Winkleman, and Davy Boy Beckham apparently has designed his own T-shirt. It's unbelievable! Another talent in the family that we never knew about. Not, only, I mean, I don't think he's actually designed the T-shirt. He's designed the picture on the front, and you know, it's inspired. He's a footballer, so it's a picture of David's head with a football above it. It's, um, I mean, you know, you couldn't. It's a gift from God, ladies and gentlemen. It's a gift from God that David Beckham has managed to design this, and you can buy it. It's his own designer T-shirt. It's Davy heading a It's just you know, how, who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? I would have much rather seen him sort of sucking a Cadbury's flake. You know, make it at least controversial. You know, do it some, you know, something that's in the news, something that's very topical. Women who wear burqas should be banned from using public transport or receiving benefits. So say the French politicians. They've decided uh, they don't want it anymore. And they'll say if anybody turns up wearing a burqa, which of course you don't need to wear, it's a sign of subservience, it's, you don't need it, it does not say in the Koran, you need to cover yourself, it just says dress modestly. Dress modestly. You don't need to wear a burka and be fully covered. And uh, and sadly, Danielle Lloyd has come back because her, her best friend is Jordan. Well, she is now because it's the only way poor old Danielle Lloyd can get any publicity. You remember, nasty little piece of work, Danielle Lloyd, uh, was criticised in the paper the other day and uh, and we were told that Jordan made her cry because she was wearing the same dress that Jordan wore for Jordan's, when Jordan was a bridesmaid, must be the oldest minging bridesmaid they've ever had, for the, that pair of... Queens who do a makeup and do things with MDF, and uh, who've uh, surprisingly actually she, she hasn't shouted at them recently because they're just milking a career on the back of her. And if anybody tells me that I'm wrong when I tell you that I don't want to read anything that Jade Goody's mother says about anybody, I'm not interested. There's a, a magazine out at the moment with an interview with the revolting. Jade Goody's Mud Jackie. I'm not remotely interested, love. Go away. You've milked your daughter's death for long enough now. I've had enough of it. Oh, and by the way, there's snow on the way. What a cheerful kind of day it's going to be. But I will tell you the company's on the gold because you might be thinking of sending off one of these. You know, you might have some gold lying around in the drawer. Who has gold lying around? I've got no idea, but there's obviously millions of you. Because... Because I, I went through some of my drawer and I opened it and it was well, it was like a pirate's treasure chest. I've got doubloons and I've got chains which we'd robbed and pillaged from people as we sort of sailed the high seas, the serpentine, and we've, we've sort of robbed all these people and we've got it all. And I'm thinking, I must get an envelope to pop this stuff in. Who's got gold lying around? I mean, even if you don't wear it, you give it to the kids, don't you? You say, listen, mummy doesn't wear this £33,000 necklace anymore. Why don't you wear it? You know, and the kids go, oh, look, we're dressing up. I just don't understand why you'd ever want to pop it in a thing. But I suppose people need money nowadays, and that's why there's eBay, and that's why, you know, people, people always want to sell something, don't they? I don't know why they want to sell it. Always, always, always. Uh, Steve, I agree with you. Currys get upset when you buy an item and don't give them your address. They do the same for Carphone Warehouse. Every time you go and whatever you buy, they go, can I just have your address for the receipt? And I go, no. And they go, I just have your postcode? I say, so that is my address. And they always go, well, I need it for the receipt. Yes, so well, put down your own address. Obviously, I have a I have a, a receipt from you on the till saying I've just spent thirty-one pounds. That that'll be good enough for me, believe you me. And they stand there. What they want, they're building up a database. They want your address. So uh, my advice: just stand your ground. Don't don't give it to them. Oh, and she's back in the paper today. The uh, a woman. You remember the BA woman with the crucifix? She's going back to court. She thinks she's being discriminated against for uh, for wearing her crucifix. No, you're not. You really aren't, and you've already lost one case, and they've told you that you weren't being discriminated against. You don't need to wear the crucifix to prove you're a Christian. It's not like a Sikh wearing a turban or something like that. So you're wrong, I'm afraid. LBC (laughs) ninety seven Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. It's Steve Allen Sorry. Steve Allen's early breakfast, LBC 97.3. And, uh, Steve, on Monday, I was waiting for a parking space near Shop Mobility in Wigan... Two girls, aged about 20, parked and walked off. Another man who was waiting in the space asked if they had a badge, and he was told to get lost. Oh, I know. In one supermarket, they clamp cars who park in the disabled bays. I mean, it's... But the trouble is now, if they actually get out of a car and develop a limp, I don't mind so much. Or if there's somebody elderly sitting in the car, that's fine. But not when you, you know damn well. And we've got names, and we're going to name and shame, I'm afraid, this morning. Because they were convicted in a court of law, so it's public knowledge, as they say. But I must tell you about the jewellery. And the re- No, I'll save it. I'll save the jewellery for a bit later, because I want to make sure that I've got maximum audience for this this morning. Because it might deter you from putting your jewellery in an envelope. You know, if you're really, really desperate to get small amounts of money, there must look around the house, there must be something else you can sell. Throw a, throw a garage sale, have a, have a, you know, a a bench sale or whatever they do. You know, go down, do, do, a, do a car boot, do something. But, you know, the amount of money you're going to get for the gold is, is not that great. Oh, look, a picture of Christy Bleakley. yeah. My God, they do her up, don't they? And uh, apparently she's, um... She's confirmed she's dating Frank Lampard. Christine, shut it, OK? We're not interested in who you go out with. You're a grown woman. I'm assuming you're intelligent. You know, we don't... We're not interested. You're not 15, dear. Yeah, Are you going out with... I don't know. You know, you're an old woman. You're 30, at least. And, um, you know, if you're going out with somebody, just try and be big and brave about it, OK? I know it's obviously a big step for you to actually go out, you know, with somebody and the press interested. Because, believe you me, I'm as, I'm as frightened as you are about the fact that we're actually interested in who you're dating. More interested in who's going to be buying the latest chocolate bar. Uh, also, the papers today... Um, oh, Amanda Holden has hit back. Oh, she's hit back. She's hit back at, at Jonathan Ross. Jonathan Ross said, <laughs> apparently at one time, Amanda Holden, what's she famous for? Marrying some comedian and then appearing in a couple of West End shows, and that's it. And she then said, I like him on the radio, you don't have to look at him, because when he's on the television, his guests don't get a word in edgeways. And I thought, no, because he's the interesting person. That's why it's called the Jonathan Ross show. You know, It kind of works like that. If the actual presenter is more entertaining than the guests, then it's quite right that the presenter should feature more. You know, that's why I'm on this programme. It says the Steve Allen Show. It doesn't say, you know, the Alan Dodgen Show or John Warrington Show. It says Steve Allen Show with special guests today, whatever. And that's what they are. They're a special guest. And they speak when they're spoken to. And there's another thing out today. And it's a woman uh, who goes out there and she is now a professional Subo impersonator. She looks like Susan Boyle. Um, And to be honest with you, I just, I think it's a bit sad. Well, I don't know what they call her, actually. It's Britain's Got Talent. This is Subo Mark II, Jules Cole, who was such a good likeness on a Halloween fancy dress night that she's decided to give it a go professionally. She said, I'm such a fan. And uh, she, she's a makeup artist. And uh, she's hoping to leave her £5.90 an hour job and go full time at the London Agency to rake in £250 an hour. Going out as a Susan Boyle lookalike. Bizarre, isn't it? In fact, actually, in the picture, when I first looked at it, I thought it was a bloke doing it, because she does look a bit like a bloke. She doesn't look like Susan Boyle. She looks like a bloke. And uh, for that, I suppose, you should be eternally grateful. The, this trial is continuing at the uh, the moment. Um, and in and on trial is uh, John Demianyuk. You know the man who they said was the, um, the murderer in the concentration camp? And they've, they have they took long enough to find him, and uh, he's spending the whole trial asleep. He just lies there with his eyes closed. He's not taking any interest in the court case whatsoever. And there was a man yesterday, Mr Blatt, who said the guards used bayonets to push Jews along the road to heaven. If Demianyuk was there, he pushed, because they all did it. That's what everybody did. Nobody, none of the guards held back and, uh, Thomas Blatt, I think, is one of the very few death camp survivors. I'd forgotten, of course, the other day, that, um, who was the girl? An- Anne Frank, who, for some reason, I don't know why, in the back of my mind, we, we talked about Anne Frank, and I've seen the house in, in Amsterdam, and one of the uh, oldest family friends, the woman who hid them and saved the diaries, died the other day, which was a shame, but Anne Frank died at 15, I'd forgotten she was 15 when she died in, in Auschwitz. But here is this man, the last, very last survivor from a death camp called Sobibor. And they have, they've, they've worked all their lives, these people, the Simon Wiesenthal organisation, go around the world finding people who perpetrated these crimes in the death camps. But yet this uh, Demianyuk has just spent his whole time lying on a bed in the court with his eyes closed. He's not remotely interested in taking part in it at all. You will. You will. Uh, other stories in the paper today. Oh, there's a number plate, Elt Seven O N. Uh, so it's it could be Elton. Do you know that they've said it could fetch nine hundred pounds at auction? I would think if it if it says Elton, it's worth a fortune. Wouldn't Elton John want that for one of his cars? That could be worth thousands. Certainly not worth nine hundred pounds. Worth an awful lot more, I'm afraid. Do you know on the program the other day we did breastfeeding? It was only because I'd been in Starbucks and seen one woman with this huge breast out on the table feeding this, uh, this child. Well, obviously somebody from GMTV was listening and they decided, let's do breastfeeding. It's always a good one to come up with. And most of the people who work on these programmes, like Loose Women, listen to this show in the morning as they're going in and they go, oh, let's do that one. You know that because James Whale will phone up on a Thursday on his way into Sky. He couldn't go last week because of the snow and his toboggan broke down. And he'd always phone up and say, just do some stuff in the paper so it gives him an idea when he gets in there. And I did breastfeeding. And somebody from GMTV obviously picked up on it thinking, that's quite a good one. Well, anyway, they got so much bad publicity after it because all the mums were were complaining and they were saying they were insulting questions. Because most people, most people was saying that they don't think breastfeeding is necessary. They're not really interested. So, of course, the few people that do it immediately jump on their bandwagon and go, this is disgraceful, this is an outrage, very vocal, you know, generally very big breasts, and they're generally sort of feeding the, these children in places. But a lot of other people have said it's not necessary. You don't need to do it. They go, what happens if the child's hungry? Well, go and do it somewhere privately. and just sit in the middle of a restaurant thinking it's quite normal. Dale and I went to a restaurant once up in... It might have been Sheffield or something like that. And there was a woman in full view in the window, breastfeeding a child. I mean, it's just... Oh, I don't know. But anyway, GMTV did this uh, did this survey, and uh, <laughs> they, they found out, the same as everybody else, that nobody was particularly keen on it, apart from a few people. So now they've had loads of people. Obviously, somebody goes onto a website. Remember we talked about, was it squash or badminton or whatever it was on the programme? And we kept getting deluged with people saying... Because I said, listen, nobody's interested in it. And... <laughs> We got deluged with emails until it turned out it was some old barmy who'd gone onto a website dealing with this and saying, this is the email address of Steve Allen, send in and complain. So, of course, 90% of them hadn't even heard the programme. They were too stupid to realise what had been said. We're saying, we wouldn't cover this. You know, it's like we don't cover marbles or conkers on the programme either, and we don't do synchronised swimming. So once this campaign started, people were writing in from all over the world. And I would write back and go, why don't you get your facts right before I sue you? And I had to write to the person who placed it originally, saying, if you don't remove this, I'm taking you to court. OK? You're a waste of space. Silly little girl's blouse. Uh, here is Nadia Awida. This is the Christian worker appealing against a ruling. To be honest with you, I, cou- I wouldn't have the faintest idea if somebody was Christian, if I stood in front of them buying a ticket. or oh, not, I wouldn't be remotely interested. I would not be remotely interested. She was told that she was not to wear her, her cross. And she said, it's against my beliefs. It's got nothing to do with your beliefs. Nowhere... In Christianity, does it say you have to wear your cross? It doesn't say anywhere. I don't know what Bible you're reading now, dear love, but I'm telling you, in all the ones I've ever read, and I went to Bible classes from a very, very early age that might be a little bit better brief than you, it doesn't say anywhere you must wear a cross. You know, if you're so happy, why don't you just paint one in felt-tip pen on the back of your hand? It'll do exactly the same. Ridiculous. anyway, she's now claiming £120,000. Sadly, she lives in Twickenham. What can I tell you about that? I see her out and about all the time. Which is lovely. Uh, Johnny says, Is there any way that TV companies can give the unsuspecting viewer time to find the remote control when a certain individual presents a so called show? Scrambling around in a panic, I tried to switch over when Piers Mogadon, in the tired look of trying to be super cool with must wear sunglasses, waxed lyrical about Shanghai. Apparently, Piers is the only person to now find out about this city and the wealth it creates. It was a relief when I found the remote as ill at ease Piers smooched up to another rich person and declared, Shanghai is like a city on steroids. Did you hear it? I mean, he obviously n- next week says Johnny he uh, will be fawning over another wealthy person. You know why? Because he's so jealous. He's so jealous of people who've got loads of money. Have you noticed? Every program has to do, has to be with the rich. I mean, he's only just discovered Shanghai, Vegas. You know, all that, and you think, oh dear, small wonder you're not working as a as an editor anymore, Popsy, because you know to fawn over rich people. The trouble is, bless him, poor old Piers Mogadon turned up, pitched up at a pub the other day in some village where he goes drinking in another hostelry and there were bouncers on the door and they wouldn't let him in. He said, um, uh, can I come in? And they went, no, you can't. So he said, can I see the landlord? They said, no, you can't. The landlord said he doesn't drink here anyway. Why would you want him in? Totally agree. If I walked into a pub and Piers Morgan was there, I would think I was at the wrong place. I'd have to walk out again because he's, he's lame, I'm afraid. Very, very lame. Celebrity Quitters is a new series showing the difficulties of giving up the evil weed. Linda Robson... Derek, he's behind you. A Cora. Oh, I'm getting a voice. Oh, wait a minute. I'm getting a, a dog's. G- whoop, whoop, whoop. You remember that one from Derek A Cora? What a bunch of old poo, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, and also, Chloe Maidley. Really, love? <sighs> what do you think it is? I oh, don't know. Looks like an Alsatian melting in the corner. <sighs> Chloe Madeley, a celebrity. Christ, we are desperate in this country, are we? Better just check on the weather, because I know you're going to get a bit panicky today. Nick Ferrari, last day. He's in Washington, D.C. I hope he's got his camera with him, because it, there's more photo opportunities in Washington, D.C. than anywhere else. I mean, it really, oh, what a fantastic place. Fantastic. Cloudy with a cold wind, which will soon ease. Light rain turning to sleet or snow towards the afternoon. The Met Office is warning this will be heavier in parts of Surrey and the western and northern home counties. So, tonight, the rain, sleet or snow will die out. Cloudy and cold, few dry spells. Currently, it's four degrees. The maximum will be three, so it'll drop a degree. Okay. so you're going to get pretty cold. Pretty cold a little bit later on. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Somebody says, "If if you was blessed... If you were blessed. Nothing worse than to correct people's appalling English in this day and age. With the face and body similar to Susan Boyle, you would milk it like this jewels woman. So the trouble is, she doesn't look like Susan Boyle. That's the trouble. She doesn't look like... That's the whole point. I wish people would wash their ears out first thing in the morning. Nothing worse than the uh, terminally deaf or people who deliberately become obtuse because they can't work it out. Uh, don't forget, still to come, we name and shame the people abusing the blue badge system. They've been fined. Serious money. And the gold companies. How much do you get when you put your you put your gold in a bag and you send it off. Steve, is Ronnie Biggs dead yet? Sadly not. We did will him, will him dead over Christmas, but he managed to survive Christmas. In fact, considering his uh, son, uh, let's just be economical with the truth, said he's practically got his hours, hours to go. It's amazingly miraculous, isn't it? Didn't say how many hours. That was the trouble. We worked it out. We think it was a few thousand hours, you know, counting it over the other year. He's going to be around for years to come. He'll be milking it yet. Uh, Steve? Oh, Anne Frank died in Belson. Did she? Oh, right. Okay, Belson. Either way, she died at 15. I was more interested. It doesn't matter where she died. She died in a concentration camp, and it was the fact she was only uh, 15. John of Lewisham. No, it's people like you, I'm afraid, uh, which kind of sums it up, really. Uh, I'm hoping the Bible basher, Stephen Baldwin, will go loony in the Big Brother house, declare himself the new messiah and take everybody hostage. No, the new messiah is the guy they've just released from prison, the one who tried to assassinate the pope. He's declared that he is the new messiah. For some reason. I don't think they should let him out, really. Dreadful. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. And uh, we'll take some more of these here. Uh, steve, I see Dale is fronting a gold ad on afternoon television. What's that about? Money, I should imagine. <laughs> I can't think it be anything else. It would have to be money. But the prices are, are, are quite worrying, which I will tell you about after this. News headlines, nine months after a black cab driver was jailed for sexually assaulting female passengers, five police officers have been disciplined for missing opportunities to catch him. A 19-year-old's been questioned over the murder of a young woman who was found stabbed to death by a river in Reading on Monday. And it's reported the star of Little Britain, David Walliams, has proposed to his girlfriend, the supermodel, Laura Stone. Let's have a check on the uh, roads for you this morning. It's J. Louise.
1: Thank you very much, Steve. Well, we've still got...
0: 27.3 morning, every 11 minutes to 6, Wednesday morning. This week's whizzing through, isn't it? I keep thinking it's payday, and then somebody goes, no, it's not till Monday, and you go, oh, we've got to get through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Another five days of this. Dreadful. Uh, a lot of people uh, supporting uh, Willie. The Prince is huge down under. A lot of people have got their I Love Willie T-shirts on as Prince William comes around. But is it strange, is it a coincidence that we mentioned on the programme that the uh, the duchy of Cornwall... Prince Charles have their offices by Richmond Bridge, a big white building with a big golden eagle thing on the roof. And ever since we mentioned it on the programme, because they had no sign-up, they've, they've packed up and gone somewhere else. <laughs> I begin to wonder if it was us again, if we'd sort of started something. 84850stevenlbc.co.uk uh, You're all agreeing with uh, Nadia Awida claiming the uh, employment tribunal was wrong. Uh it's ridiculous. Just get over yourself, for goodness sake. There's nothing worse than people who waste time in this country. Just get on with it. If somebody says, do not openly wear this, it's not for any religious reason at all. It's because we don't have that kind of thing. It's not the same as Sikhs who have to wear certain things. You know, there's nowhere it says that Christians have to wear a cross. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to sing hymns. You don't have to do anything at all. It's just being silly. And at 58, you think people would know better. Uh, if you want to stay young, eat fish oil. Can't think of anything worse. Can't think of anything worse. Although, somebody told me the best, uh, the best shepherd's pie involves a bit of, I think, anchovy paste. Apparently, you've got to, you've got to use lamb. And the best shepherd's pie has got um, potato on the bottom, then the meat, so that the juices soak into the potato at the bottom. Sounds pretty good. Bill McLaren's died at 86. It was the voice of Rugby. Uh, he retired in 2002 after almost 50 years. It's not bad, is it? I'm always envious of people who do commentaries. I've spoken to football commentators before. And to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't have the faintest idea. I know they understand what they're talking about. I couldn't identify anybody on a pitch. I'm bad enough in this building. I've got no idea on a pitch they go. And here comes... I don't, know, I don't know where they are. I'll be sitting there looking at a number chart. What number does it say? 33. OK. Th- and then you look at the pronunciation. And then you think, I don't think I'm going to be saying anything there. 84850, John in Lewisham, go away, you silly little girl's blouse. I'm afraid it's not true. You really should check figures. <laughs> Hate to prove you wrong, but of course at the same time I secretly love it. Uh, Jeffrey says, who wants to look like Susan Boyle anyway? Well, if it's going to make you 250 quid an hour, I think you're going to want to go for that, aren't you? Uh, Steve, um, uh, I have a disabled friend uh, who lives on her own. Her washing machine broke down a couple of months ago. She didn't have any spare money, as she's on benefits. She raided her jewellery and collected together all the old and broken bits, and took it to the local jeweller. Got around five hundred pounds. Must have been hell of a it st- Must have been a stack of stuff. Must have been tons of it. Because you look at the prices that they're paying on the television, and it's dreadful, dreadful. I mean, it, it's really appalling, really appalling. I, I'm going to have to give you the full rundown tomorrow, because. Uh, it's, I, I need to digest some of the, uh, the prices on these things. But all I know is, when you see a woman on television going, I had an old wedding ring and I sent it in, obviously because a marriage collapsed or she decided not to get married to and they sent me £200, I'm thinking, I bet that was about a £5,000 ring. Because based on the prices that they're offering at the moment, and they're only buying for scrap... They're only buying for scrap. They're not buying to resell. They're buying to melt down. So it makes no difference to them whether it's your wedding ring or your, your Auntie Ivy's, you know, earrings. They're not interested. They just want to melt it down. Richard says, you've fired my imagination to comment on a couple of things this morning. I know you've already covered adverts, but there's one running at the moment for a certain fast food chain that definitely annoys me for its inaccuracy. The whole subject is the pound and what you can get for it. And At the start, they say a pound, also known as a bob. Excuse me, when I was a kid, a bob was a shilling. Well, it is, isn't it? I've never heard of a pound being called... A pound was a... was a knicker. Wasn't a pound... Yeah, a pound was a knicker. A bob was a shilling. Which advert's this for? He said, the other thing is blue badges. (sighs) There's a couple at Sittingbourne Station who abuse this every morning, who obviously aren't disabled, and actually get annoyed when other cars don't get out of the way. I know, I say it all the time. I'll just go through this, actually, because it's, uh, as I said before... Uh, some recent prosecutions in the High Court. A banker, a woman who works for a city law for- firm, are among half a dozen fit and healthy motorists prosecuted for illegally using disabled parking permits. Oh, it's absolutely atrocious that people will, people will actually go out there and will quite happily use somebody else's. Uh, in one case, it's, uh, it's uh, the mother-in-law who had died. It's atrocious, isn't it, really? Uh, Noreen is booked to see the animals in the move in June in St Albans. Are you watching Come Dine With Me this week? Why do they cook things that take forever? I don't think I've actually got into uh, this week's Come Dine With Me. I was so upset about Spencer, I wasn't sure that I could I could sort of watch it, really. There is a girl. Now, I mean, proving what a stupid country we're in. OK, here is a schoolgirl. She gets on the school bus. She climbs onto the luggage rack. OK? Because she's quite clearly not, not all there in the head. And she falls through the window. She's suing the bus company. She's 12 years old. What a dimbo. What a dimbo. Lawyers in Hull are looking at CCTV footage. I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm in the wrong country or something. So she was rocking against the window and then the window, then she fell out. And I'm thinking, well it's your own fault, shouldn't have been up there in the first place. I can't believe how stupid we are in this country. So, she climbed onto the luggage rack. What she was doing on the luggage rack, I'd have sued her to start with. Excuse me, you've damaged our bus. We're suing you for £2,000. But instead, she's thinking of suing because she fell out. Well, good. I mean, I can't, I can't emphasise too strongly just how balmy this whole thing is. This this suing culture. You know, the ambulance chases and, oh, dear. I, I put, put a ladder up against, but it was the wrong ladder. And I fell off it, so I'm suing for money. Oh, dear, absolutely dreadful. Uh, how much of this gold they buy through the post is stolen? Well, they do make cheques, but there was that worry that somebody with, with the proceeds of, uh, of sort of robbery could actually put it in an envelope. But there again, they've got your name and address. But I appreciate the fact it could be seen as money laundering. I don't know what steps they, they take. I'm presuming if you put it in the envelope, you've signed the little thing saying, this is, to the best of my knowledge, mine. I don't know how you'd know otherwise. I mean, I, I would see that as a slight worry. But to be honest with you, the piddling amounts of money that you're getting, it would be easier to fence it to somebody else. You, put it this way, if you were stupid enough to steal gold jewellery and then start sending it in a, in a jiffy bag, you'd have to be a bit thick, wouldn't you? You'd be going to your mate go listen, how much should I give me for this? I'll give you under a quid, mate. And that's how you do it. You wouldn't put it in a bag and wait for a cheque to come back. <laughs> I think that would be quite funny. Uh, 84850, stevenlbc.co.uk. The loose women are up for some award, so they've sent down uh, Sue Carroll, who looks even more orange than they do. She does actually. If you look at this picture, you've got you've got Denise, who seems to think it's her, her show, uh, Carol, who we love to pieces. Uh, you've got, uh, Jane MacDonald, who I think is the most normal. And then you've got the ghastly Zoe Tyler. Go on, tell me who she is. You don't know who she is? I don't know who she is, either. Apparently a singing coach, and she did a show a short while ago based on that, um, Eva Cassidy singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. <laughs> which is touring again, apparently. Uh oh, I'm sorry to break this to you this morning. I know that you're going to be all a bit excited. Boys out there will be very, very excited. Carly Minogue fancies girls. Well, the first time I saw it, I thought, oh, you must have an album to flog dear later in the year. it can't be something. I mean, you've gone through your entire, you know, little life, and now I fancy girls. Oh, my goodness me. Now, do you mean you fancy girls because you're hoping it's going to sell albums, or are you hoping to get the lesbian vote? Because either way, I can't imagine why you've reached the ripe old age of whatever it is now, and you've decided to say, how old is she? Forty-two, Kylie Minogue? She's 12, isn't she? 12, 13 or something. Looks very good for age. But but now she's coming out saying, I fancy girls. I mean, I could understand that if it was in the Daily Star and it was all a bit pretend to get sort of the raincoat brigade a bit sort of like that. But I can't imagine Kylie insulting her her fans because they've also said in here, and she has a lot of, you know, gay men who fancy her. They don't don't be stupid. They don't gay men don't fancy Kylie, and also they would fancy her less if they thought that she was going off with other women, wouldn't? Her, I don't understand who that's working for at all, unless it's the journalist who wrote the story in the first place. It's all very very worrying, isn't it? I mean, why why do people say that? You know, it's like me coming right out and saying, well, all right, I fancy Marmite. All right, you know, don't make a big deal about it. I don't do Marmite every day; just do it occasionally. You know, sometimes I caress the jar. You know, I'm not saying I'm sort of you know, all right. Sometimes I just stick my finger in it. Not like, you know, I just do that. But all right, it's okay. It's a free world. Not going to get myself into trouble. Probably will now. Eight four eight five zero. Steve at lbc dot uh, Other stories in the paper. We'll come around to in a in a moment because, as you know, Nick Ferrari is in Washington this morning. Uh, it's such a shame that we can't play you a lovely clip of uh, of Nick driving. <laughs> to Washington, because believe you me it would go down in radio history because there's two of them sitting in the car and they don't know where they're going and of how it got recorded I've got no idea, but it's the funniest thing I've ever heard, it's very very funny and, and you're never going to hear it it's never going to be heard, I think they should put it out as a podcast it should be a special podcast because you would go for it, I promise you it's LBC 97.3 We all make good decisions Morning team, 8 minutes past 6 Wednesday morning, Jan the 20th struggle through another five days till we all get paid i know and then the bills arrive and you think i'll put that on the mantelpiece i'll get round to that later i keep seeing adverts in the paper for food and not 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 just generally for food but obviously because we don't want to spend as much money on things now and the one thing i will not buy is non-branded items i'll only buy branded so if they go in they go this is you know, Tesco's finest, or this is Summerfield's finest, or this is whatever. The only, the only exception to that would be Marcel Spencer's, because I'm buying ready meals. But if, if it's tins of food, I want to make sure I know who the company is. So when I see Tesco as an advert for Heinz beans and Heinz spaghetti and Heinz hoops, I, as a child, I grew up on that. That that was tea. A tin of Heinz hoops would go between two people and you'd have two pieces of toast. Be, it was delicious. It was delicious. Now, a tin of hoops just does one person. But they've got... Ten tins for three quid in Tesco's. And I think that's actually quite good. So if you're an elderly person, and people are always complaining about, you know, I can't afford to do this, kind of, work, It only works out at 30 pence a tin. Most people, I would think, could afford 30 pence for either a tin of beans or some hoops or some spaghetti. You just heat it up and you've got an instant little meal. About 30 pence. Good, isn't it? Uh, 84850, oh, steve at uk, And um, another one here. That says, I've been told that one particular uh, cash firm pay up to 70%. Well, it's rubbish. I'm sorry, it's not true at all. It's blatant lies. It's blatant lies. They might say they pay up to 70% of scrap gold price. Um, But I I just don't... They they certainly don't. Not according to uh, the witch survey, which I'm going to have to tell you about tomorrow, because I want to dissect it. But I'll, I'll give you one little bit. I'll give you a little taster. OK, a little taste of just, you go, oh, I can't believe that, Steve. That's absolutely unbelievable. Um, they sent in to one particular company. Where is it? Uh, which one is this one that you tell me? Uh-huh. Okay, right, the, the one that you tell me about, and you say they pay up to 70%, uh, which sent in £399 worth of jewellery to. They got for that £31.48. OK. pence. Believe you me, that's considered good compared to what the other ones cough up. So, if you think that's up to 70%, good for you. My maths is a little bit better, I think. So, uh, you know, I'd rather believe what which tell me than what the company tells me. Uh, 84850, stevedlbc.co.uk. What's nice, Celine Dion is the music industry's top earner of the past decade. Good grief. How much has she earned in ten years? £460 million. That's for, Well, that's from... Uh, concert ticket sales, including uh, her five-year stint at Caesars Palace. The other £140 million was from album sales. It's not bad, is it? You, two were close behind. £370 million. The difference is they have to split it between lots of them. She's all by a little lonesome out there. That's what makes me laugh. People go, oh, Susan Boyle's generated this much and this much. No, not for herself, I'm afraid. <laughs> not for herself. Generated it for Simon. Here is uh, saucy Kylie Minogue, who set a billion pulses racing by confessing a fancy girl's too. Yeah, right. You know, have a sneaking fee... I mean, what I would like to do is send Sandy Toxvic over and just say, OK, working now? Yeah, I don't think so. You wouldn't find... You'd find Kylie Minogue backtracking so fast. That would be funny, wouldn't it? Do you not think... Come on, let's be honest about it. You've all thought about that one. And uh, the other day, uh, plucky Ricky Groves... Plucky Ricky Groves, because Hannah, the dreary waterman, had her fitness thing, you know, and then got rid of him and looked a bit gaunt and sick. But he was out there putting his marriage split with Hannah behind him by donning a blonde wig in honour of Wendy Richard. Because they had a thing where they were selling some of her clothes, so they dressed up for the, Are uh, You Being Served tribute. You can't beat the Are You Being Served How have they got away with some of that stuff in there? Some of the humour is so rude. I mean, it is, um, it is absolutely unbelievably rude. <laughs> unbelievably rude. Oh, and Jedward are getting, uh, together, because it's the, uh, the National TV Awards. They're going to sing with Vanilla Ice. Well... I think he'll be singing. They'll be just sort of... I <laughs> don't know what they'll be doing, actually. <laughs> I'm really not. But the National TV Awards, which will be very good, a friend of mine's working on it, will have all the latest gossip. all the Because la- it's live. And you know when they say it's live, anything can happen. And that's what I like. Uh, 84850, steve at uh, uk. And Philip says... Um, about compensation culture. Uh, you see, I, I don't understand the co- why, you know, for something that you don't think of. If I walk out there and there's a puddle of water in, in, a, in a corridor and I slip in it, that's my fault. I don't look at that as being the company's fault. I think that's my fault for not opening my eyes properly. Imagine years ago, you'd come and go, I slipped over, Mum. Can we go to this compensation people? And she'd give you a slap round the back of your legs and go, It's It's so stupid. You're very lucky that they haven't sort of, you know, taken you to court for defamation of character. I don't understand why. You have to give somebody money. Something happens, and apparently, to solve it all, we give people money. I don't... I don't understand it. It's, it just doesn't make any sense. Oh, and who could be getting married, which... Not not Kylie, quite clearly, to Sandy toxic, but who could be getting married very, very shortly? Details in a moment. LBC 97.3 Morning, everybody. Twenty past six is the top... Oh, my God, are we are going to get our skates on today with Steve Hargrave? We've got to race through this, Stevie.
1: So it's always like that, isn't it? So I it's
0: know. At, at the moment, we're just... It's so popular, this programme. Everybody's um, advertising on it. It's driving me crackers. I'm hardly getting a word in edgeways. <laughs> so, uh, music. Then I come along. And then you it come along your, and sort would... of slow it down. And I'm trying to speed <laughs> it up again. Oh, You're yeah, all well. right, all right.
1: I, I get the point. <laughs> I'll hurry up, all right. Right, fine, on, right. hurry
2: up. First forget one. Forget the
1: small talk. <laughs> First bit of music, then. Good Shoes. band from South London onto their second album called No Hope, No Future which is out on Monday. They're celebrating this by playing Four Nights at the Stag's Head at my way, N1, oh. Kingsland Road, just off there. So they're playing tonight, and then they play through to Saturday when they have, like, an all-day party. Uh, but anyway, have a listen, see if you uh, if you like this sort of thing. They're quite nice in the kind of upbeat, poppy rock way. Good shoes. London band, so it should be nice. And we'll have a little listen to a song called Do You Remember? On a train from to And i am been- I don't know why, it reminds
0: me of early specials, for some reason.
1: Yeah, it's got a sort of a retro feel to it, hasn't it? Cheap sort it's, of uh, sound. It's quite nice. I'd happily squash into a little pub and jump around to that for a few uh,
0: well, hours. Well, you would if there was a barbecue there all day, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'd, I'd only go for the barbecue, yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. <laughs> quite Sold on that one, straight away. <laughs> do arguments from me. <laughs> right, the, uh, the next one is, is a group called First Aid Kit.
1: Yes, we played these back when they released an EP, I think either last year or the year before. year before. Um, they're from Sweden. Um, they're 16 Ooh. and 19, two girls who, you wouldn't really know they were that young, because they things sort of like, I uh, want a little bit older, do this kind of folky thing. Mm. They're playing a free show at Rough Trade next Tuesday at 7pm, um, and they're sort of promoting the album called The Big, The Black and The Blue, which is out on the 1st of... February, which it nearly is, I guess. And uh, they also play Union Chapel on March the 4th. So, this is a song from the new album, First Aid Kit, a track called Hard Believer.
2: So, you ask for my image. Oh,
0: no, I like that. I like that a lot. I like their voice. D- d- don't they have good English? I mean, compared to, you know, why do we always say when people come from Sweden they talk like this? Well, they don't. They sing beautifully. The minute they sing. Yeah. That's... Great singers, very good. Like that a lot. I like their voices. Yeah, very good. First aid kit. There you go. Look out for them. Strange enough, I I mentioned the specials. I hadn't had read a bit further down my list. They've got a live DVD coming out.
1: Yeah, because they are the reunion shows. Of course, they're Mm. releasing a DVD of of those gigs on March the first. I think it's uh, a gig they filmed up in Wolverhampton, I believe, that's coming out. But uh, yeah, and loads of people like the specials. Really good those shows. I good think. stuff,
0: and the uh, the Brit Awards.
1: <sighs> yeah, I was going to quickly mention it. It was a pretty boring list, wasn't it? I was, <laughs> it was pretty un- underwhelmed. It just, I'm living in List Central at the moment. It's just awards ceremonies left yeah. right and centre.
0: And I, I, I always thought the the Brit Awards were awarded by the industry to try and flog albums that they've got shed loads full of.
1: Yeah, it's it's a weird one, isn't it? To be sort of fairly cynical about, because it is the ones drawn up by the people who. Basically, make the records and yeah. won't sell
0: them. So In it's other words, kind of it's odd. the it's the it's the record labels voting for their own artists because they've overestimated how many they'd shift.
1: Yeah, I just thought it was a fairly obvious list this year, mm. but I don't know if that's just me being grumpy and getting old. And not I was really...
0: disgusted that Susan Boyle wasn't on that list. As one of our major <laughs> recording artists, she should have been up there with the likes of U two and Amy Winehouse and everybody else. She's an artist, for goodness' that- sake. You changed
1: since a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I've had <got> a
0: drink. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta stop doing that in the morning. I must stop. It's not good for me at all. <laughs> Dear me, but uh, no, it, it was it was pretty dull and predictable. I'm afraid.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I don't know what they'll pull out of the bag for the actual ceremony, but uh, mm. you know, it was uh, it was it was sort of a lot of women again doing it, a good pop thing, and
0: uh, mm.
1: I, I don't know. I, d- I didn't know what it could do to really impress me. Maybe it's just not my Cup of tea. I say maybe I'm out. Maybe I'm out of touch now. Yeah.
0: with the I th- kids. I notice we've actually got Amy Winehouse back in court again later, so her, her father, the cab driver, although not cab driver, will be getting his, his extra 15 minutes of fame yet again. he <laughs> oh, yeah. well Going to a gym, Mitch, might be helpful, you know. <laughs> I'm doing it for <laughs> Do my something. daughter, but,
1: you know, i write a book. And That's right. I'm writing a
0: and book, and I'm also going to bring out an album of songs. Oh, my <laughs> God. Your 15 minutes is well and truly over, pal. Well and truly. <laughs> I noticed that Ralph McTell is uh, uh, appearing Ralph on Sunday McTel. at the Half Moon.
1: The Half Moon Putney on Sunday. Yep. Mm. Uh, What else is knocking around this week? Brett Anderson, Sway, doing Shepswich Empire on Friday. Uh, Fife Dangerfield, who we played the other week, actually, the Guillemot's lead singer. We played his song, which was pretty good, if I remember Mm. rightly. Yes. He's playing it Tuesday at the uh, the Scala as well. So there's a few things knocking around to Escape Awards ceremony, hell. TV Awards, of course.
0: And you're off to Berlin this weekend, are you?
1: And I'm off to Berlin, which actually is a weird one because it's. A guy called Andre... Do you know Andre Rieu? Huge. Huge. uh, Huge.
0: The Austrian guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. See, So uh, he may well be number one in the album charts this week, which would be an incredible feat for that sort of music. Yes, the job is, every so
0: often, Austria throws somebody up, and I mean that in the nicest possible way, because uh, there's so few of them in the country, they go, what do we do with Uh, all Waltzes. Waltzes. He does waltzes. Yes, I've never heard of him before. He's probably just been discovered within the last five minutes, I should imagine.
1: well, he's massive around the world, and no-one seems to know him over here, although no. people are buying his album now, so it's just kind of weird, bigger than the... Uh, well, he played the sixth biggest performing
0: artist last year. Yeah, and yet nobody's world, heard of him. That's the and trouble. And yet
1: no-one no one knows of him, but, you know, <sighs> gonna, we're going to go and see him in Berlin and cheer him up. Oh, <laughs> well, is that, well, you enjoy idea.
0: that. You enjoy <laughs> that. <laughs> Listen, always lovely to talk to you. Good to speak to you. And uh, we'll talk to you when you get back. I will do. I'll see you next week. All right, take care, kid. Steve Hargrave there. You'll be at that barbecue at the pub, you can just guarantee it, can't you? Listen, uh, we'll take a short break for the news headlines. Don't forget Nick Ferrari, 7 o'clock this morning. He's live, it's Dear 3. And this morning, he's coming live from Washington, D.C. LBC
2: 97.
0: Why is it whenever you see a picture of a hot dog, they've always got the uh, the mustard going in a nice wavy line on it? Whenever I do it, it's like, pfft, all the way along it. Never looks the same at all. Anyway, all of that has nothing to do with the uh, racing. Good Morning. Morning. Uh, Alex says uh, it didn't last long, did no. it? Monday, no. two winners, both in profit, and yesterday, two losers. Oh, well. And he slipped into a loss because Chiff Chaff pulled up for him. Uh, so Alex lost his £2. Total loss, one pound seventy. Your uh, nag was Jan Mayen. Mm. Jan Mayen. Mm. Fourth out mm. of seventh, so you lost £2. Mm. You're still in profit, though, £10.55. Lovely. And to me, that's uh, that's good. I mean, d- there might be a little packet of uh, things on your desk. Oh. Just because I know you like them.
2: Well... They're very, very addictive. Do you know, the trouble is, you can eat a packet without thinking uh, about it. I dread, it. dread to think the damage they're doing to my fine physique.
0: Yes, well, I'm, I'm, I'm yes. Am I speaking to the right person? <laughs> this is still Matthew Schofield, is it? <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 fine physique that you've kept over the years and added to quite substantially, <laughs> I think, <laughs> which is good news. Anyway, today we're off to uh, Lingfield, the one fifty-five. Alex has picked Palmila. Palmila.
2: Okay, they also go at Kempton, Newbury, and Newcastle. Uh, But I'm also going with Lingfield, the 230. All right. Basra. Basra. Yep. Basra.
0: Okay. Could win. I I, I have a feeling it's. They all could win. Yes, but I have a feeling. It's just they don't. They they, they tend not to, don't they? I think think they're all listening to the programme. The moment they get nominated, they get, (laughs) don't don't bother going out. We've been picked. (laughs) Let's develop a limp or something (laughs) like that. Because some, some of them do do that occasionally, pretend they're not horses at all, they pretend they're sort of, you know, just going around looking at flowers and doing drawings or something.
2: Steve Allen's stables, number one.
0: <laughs> I used to ride a lot, actually. Did you? Yes, I did, yes, we used to go ride. When we With your Yorkshire. fine physique. Well, I was I was a lot younger, you know, some years ago. Well, not um, much younger, clearly, because you know <laughs> a slip
2: of a thing now, aren't you? Well,
0: that is true, actually, 25, 26, yep. you know? Just around the wrist, mm. and uh, no, I used to love riding. Oh. I used to love it. I've got lots of pictures of me on the on the back of
2: horses. I don't think I, me, and horses would get on. Would they not? No. You never been riding. No, my balance is dreadful. Well, you, don't, have, well, uh, you need a bit of balance, don't you? No, not really. I mean, they, they are
0: wide enough so that you wouldn't slip off. I have seen people slip off. It's mainly because they no, have,
2: it, that would be me.
0: That would be you. It would. <laughs> oh, <dear>. Guaranteed. <laughs> well, one of these days we'll have to take you out riding. Right. I I live for that day. I'll
2: look forward to that. I thought you might do.
0: And also hang gliding and bungee jumping. No, neither
2: of those either. I couldn't bungee
0: jump. If somebody said to me, you know, just jump up No amount of money in the world would make me do it. No, I saw people doing it once for charity and they went up in a ski lift and they were all ready to do it. I think it's one of these airline programmes. And they got there and they opened the door and she looked out and she burst into tears. I
2: have, you know, I have... they they didn't do it. I have maximum respect for people who do, you know, parachute jumps for charity and so on, but... You wouldn't catch me doing. No,
0: it. so I, I even got queasy watching a guy the other day on television walking up um, a mountain, and he was walking along a thin ridge, and I, all I kept thinking was, "But he could fall. He could yeah. fall off this." And I, it left me quite quite ill. I'm afraid. So no, you're right. Not not for me either. I wouldn't mind doing a balloon, though. I could. go Oh no, I've been up in a
2: hot air balloon. That's oh, very relaxing.
0: That, that doesn't bother the,
2: you? No, no, no. The beautiful thing is, you know, when the when the burner's not on. Yeah. Just the peace. Yes, You're so quiet up there.
0: Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. Actually, it's a bit like being in here. If, if I stop talking, <laughs> it goes very, very quiet. Yes. And then people start panicking. Doesn't happen, though, does it? Doesn't happen at all. No, thank goodness. Long may it continue. Matthew, nice to talk to you. See you tomorrow. Talk tomorrow morning. So we'll find out how well our horses did. Don't forget, Nick Ferrari, broadcasting from Washington, D.C. As I say, I so wish I could play you the, uh, the Nick Road Trip bit, which you're never going to hear, but I think they should put it out as a podcast. It would have to be bleeped, but it was very funny where they're trying to find their way around the road system. Not the easiest if you're not used to driving over there. Uh pay view today is Kevin Maguire. And they're going to be talking about Obama's first year, the lessons for Cameron. Uh, Cadbury's, of course, is the takeover of bad news for the British economy. And they'll talk to Hank Potts about that. It, I'm more worried about the people in Uxbridge who will be losing their jobs. Not everybody, but they've said that's probably where the, the axe will fall to start with. And I suspect as they move the opera, what will happen to all the, the sites if we make it in this country? Will they, will they move it somewhere cheaper? That's what worries me, that all these places... there was a, I heard a rumour the other day, and I hope to God it's not true, that here in Leicester Square, uh, one of the uh, Odeons is going to be turned into a hotel. Not not the one on the side where we are, but just directly opposite us. And then somebody else said that the people who've converted the Swiss Centre, which is ghastly looking, I have to tell you, much nicer as the Swiss Centre with a clock and everything else, uh, want to do the same with the Empire. Now, if you go, if you type in empire leicester square you'll see how far back it goes in our history it's been there for donkey's years it's had all the major things going on it's a beautiful piece of architecture just looking at the outside if they pull that down it will be nothing short of a scandal but it turns out it's not listed how it cannot be listed, God alone knows. I hate architects who come along and change things. They go, oh, we've got to knock it No, we don't want to knock it down. That's what people come to this country for. They want to see a bit of history. Otherwise, you'd have knocked Buckingham Palace down years ago and put up something in glass and chrome and so we could see Her Majesty, you know, walking along the corridors and things like that. Absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, so, uh, they're going to be talking about the police criticism over the IPCC, the rape uh, investigation of Mr. Warboys. Uh, plus, why are some ethnic groups hit harder by the recession? That and more with Nick Ferrari live from Washington, D.C. after the news at 7. I can't remember what time it is over there. Are they doing... Is it midnight or something for them? Whatever it is, they're, they're all backwards. But he will be back on Friday for the programme and Andrew Pierce tomorrow. So, uh, that. Uh, Dawn says... You just played a band called First Aid Kit, who you really liked. Steve mentioned two upcoming gigs that they're doing. They're doing a gig at the Relentless Garage on the 9th of Feb. I'm going to that. Haven't seen them live before. Slow Club are also on the bill. I'm going to see them. Steve's played Slow Club on the show before, and I've heard them live several times. They're fab. Well, let me know what First Aid Kit are like, because I like them. We didn't think we were going to like... Well, in fact, Amanda didn't think she She went, you won't like the second song. Because as we're listening to the first one, she goes, well, you won't like the second song. And then as we're listening to the second one, she goes, oh, I like it better now It was a little bit one of those moments in the Big Brother house. Uh, Oh, it's working. You know, it was that that kind of thing all over again. I quite liked it. So I think they'll do very, very well. And you're quite right. I've had a lot of people saying, they're saying, oh, we won't find any more bodies in Haiti. Week later, they've just pulled a woman out alive. Alive, ladies and gentlemen. You see? There is a god... And, uh, and he was definitely smiling on that lady, so well done to her. Uh, other stories in the uh, papers today. There's, they're talking about breakups here. It's all very odd, this, isn't it? Somebody wrote to me the other day who I went out with about ten years ago. And you think, I'll never go back. I don't, I'm not a going back kind of person. No, it was ten years ago, everybody's different, we've all aged, you know, different things. And so I say, oh, Matt's women's catch up and this kind of thing. I'm oh, not really, no, I don't do that kind of thing. But there's a couple in the paper today, in the Daily Mail, they had a breakup. It was so bitter, they never spoke for eight years. Then, she had a child with another man. And then, then something strange, ten years after they divorce, they've got back together again. And then now, they've said, oh, our marriage is stronger in our relationship. So there's always hope, isn't there? There's always hope that you can go back. Sometimes not, but sometimes there might be hope. You never know. Heavens above, you know. If they can find somebody, um, you know, in in the rubble in Haiti. Stranger things have happened. Jim says, I hope the drumming gorilla doesn't get laid off. Who's the... Oh, this is this the Cadbury's drum? I don't think I've seen this advert. I must have missed it. All right. I used to like Miriam Margulies doing the... Cadbury's Caramel. And that was a rabbit lying underneath a tree that was a bit laid back. (laughs) I like anything like that. I don't think it's going to change the sweets. I think the confections will stay exact. Why would you change something? It's worth 11 billion. You're not going to ruin it, are you? You're going to keep it the same. It's where they they decide to produce them, I suppose. And if they move out of this country, if they think they can do it cheaper elsewhere, then that's what they'll do. If you pay a lot of money for a company, you you want to make sure you're going to get full value. 11 billion. 11 billion. I wonder who it was owned by. Was owned by somebody privately? Do you think there are still people with the surname Cadbury about? How love... It. I just see it. I remember seeing the bar of chocolate and they wrote Cadbury. It was that nice writing. That when you look at Enid Blyton books, she seemed to have a lovely signature. Enid Blyton. I used to think, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Oh, by the way, what food are you feeding your cat? There's a an article today in the Mail on... Uh, Is the food you're feeding your pet actually killing it? Because you know... But lots of people buy lots of different foods and things like that. And what they're saying is it's basically making the vet rich because you never, ever find a poor vet. You'll always find rich vets. They make a foot injection, £36. Oh, right, OK. And you need this special food here. OK, we, we sell it here in, in the surgery. And that'll be £119 for the month. Thank you very much indeed. OK, it needs an operation. It's a hamster. Well, it's going to be about uh, about £550. Well, it's going to die then, isn't it, I'm afraid. But unfortunately, people don't do that. They go, all right, I'll, I'll pay for that. And you think, and that's why vets sit there and they can tell you anything. You don't know about it. I've got no idea the internal workings of a, a combustion engine, let alone an animal. So, so if they actually say it needs something doing, you have to go, well, and they go it's suffering, you know. You know, you get diabetic cats. You get diabetic cats, you get set your cat's this, your cat's allergic to other cats, and you think, oh, right, you, you need these tablets. You mash one of these up in its food every day and you think, oh, my God, it's a lot of money, isn't it, keeping these things? But if they bring you happiness, what more could you ask for? 16 to 7. This is LBC 97.3. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. It's uh, 10 to 7 can't believe it's Wednesday morning already. I can't believe I'm reading about Cadbury's, who also... The, the Cadbury brand portfolio, I don't know if you're aware, also ranges from Green and Black's chocolate, which we like a lot, plus the Gums, Dentine, Hollywood and Bubbaloo. That's all under Cadbury's, as well as Sweets in the Hall and the Bassett range. Oh, not Bassett's, Not all that stuff. Where will it go? Uh, originally started by a Quaker. A Quaker. Way back, 180 years ago, and now they employ... 46,000 people, and uh, and they span 60 countries. I should imagine John Cadbury would ever imagine, way back in 1824, when he produced drinking chocolate using, using a pestle and mortar, that it would have taken off this big. He, he rented a factory, started in, in 1824. 1831, he rented a factory and started manufacturing drinking chocolate. Remember the advert... Well, actually, I can't remember when now... Drinking chocolate. Cadbury's drinking chocolate. I can't remember. To, they used to whisper it or something. Anyway, it sounded quite exciting. And, and, and coca, uh, a move which laid the foundation for the Cadbury chocolate business. The legacy was carried on by sons Richard and George. And uh, then they established a model village for employees. And, and they also, the willingness to care for their workers and readiness to tackle social problems, reflected the family's Quaker faith. So they were named manufacturers in 1854 of cocoa and chocolate to Queen Victoria. Obviously, that because it used to be quite posh chocolate. People just keep it locked away. People would go around go having chocolate. They go, "Wow, drinking chocolate," and they, they would sort of get it out very carefully. It was it was quite quite a thing actually. So they they've done worry about the family business merged with Fry. You remember Fries, Fries chocolate cream. I just love Fry's Turkish Delight. That was my favourite. Oh, I don't know what it was made of, but I loved it. And uh, and then they competed against their common rival, who were Roundtree. Cadbury's then merged with Schweppes, and went on to become the world's biggest confectionery group. They demerged in 2008. But what's going to happen? Stay tuned to uh, LBC, and you will uh, find out a little bit uh, later on. They now reckon that babies should be fed porridge. I've started eating porridge every morning. I'm not sure if it's any good for me. But they say uh, if you feed porridge from an early age that may be protected against asthma. You know, honestly, I'm sure we never worried about these things when we were younger. I mean, nowadays you worry about just about every single thing, don't you? Every time someone coughs and sneezes. And years ago, we did, we did all sorts of strange things. Tomorrow, I will go into the uh, the gold story, because lots of you are very, very interested in that. And you'd be surprised how how little you're getting for your gold that you're popping in an envelope. You'd be better off, I think, to probably try and sell it on eBay. In many cases, you get more money for it. Because it's just balmy. The stuff they're offering now ridiculous. Honestly, I mean, three hundred and ninety nine pounds. What do you get back for it? And one of the companies, twenty two quid for four hundred quids worth of gold. Because they're melting it down. Makes no difference to them. Uh, thank you to uh, Oliver Tabor. You're not related, are you? Uh, who's got West End Magic at the New Players Theatre? That's down uh, just by the back of Charing Cross on Saturday the 6th of February. So if you like magic, this is the place to go. They've got close-up magic, dove magic, death-defying, extreme juggling, and uh, all sorts of things. So you can go and check them out. The uh, New Players Theatre, it's Saturday the 6th of February, and... uh, it promises to be a good night out, including graduates from a real-life Hogwarts magic school getting together to put on a show. So the New Players Theatre. It's a nice theatre, actually. I've uh, done some stuff down there myself. Very nice indeed. There's also, for those people who panic over going to the dentist... Uh, the end of the dentist drill. Because if there's one thing that puts you off, it's you lie in the chair, you're all uncuffed, you're lying backwards, and all of a sudden, whoo, and this horror... And, and then they talk to you. Oh, we we'll just do this. I mean, I've got a very nice dentist. But I wish they wouldn't talk to you when they're doing it. All I'm thinking is, just give me another injection. But now, they say, because they're always coming up with something, I keep thinking, well, why is it not commercially available everywhere? This is a high-tech relief to ease the pain of fillings. Because what they've got to do is, they get this, and apparently they tell me it's only water. It's water turning the little drill round, and it drills out, and then they sort of fill the hole, and that's it. My friend Paul uh, spent £10,000 having his teeth done, having them cleaned, having all the fillings uh, taken out. They used to be amalgam, and then they were taken out and replaced with with the new white fillings. And uh, in this new treatment... Uh, There's an outer gas inlet, an inner gas inlet, a plasma jet and a microwave to the plasma source. And apparently you don't feel anything because up until now, only a drill can penetrate into the tooth so the dentist can then remove the infected pieces. Under this new one, the plasma jet will clear bacteria from the inside of a rotten tooth in less than 20 seconds it's, but does it hurt? That's all people want to know in a dentist. Does it hurt? I remember going in there once and saying, You've got to give me another injection. He said, Well, listen, if it hurts, just hold your hand up. Well, I was there permanently. Sorry, hands in the air, hands in the air, because it hurts. And they, I'm sure they never believe you. And I used to choke in the dentist. I'm sure they thought I did it on purpose. I go, be sick, go be sick. As they're sort of sitting there, they've got some nurse going, <laughs> in the side of your mouth, and somebody else drilling away, and all the they're carrying on a conversation like you're not there. Jill says, One of my cats had acne. Crikey. Brian says Iris thinks the world of her two cats. And about me, though. The one thing you must get, though, we, we've, all, we've already decided, is pet insurance. Just on the off chance that your pet does become ill, because vets are like, terribly, terribly expensive. Uh, lovely picture of Amanda Holden here. I say she's finally returned fire in a war of words with Jonathan Ross. This is after. Oh, she said she doesn't mind him on the radio because you can't see him. That's what they say about me. So we don't mind Steve Allen, we can't see him. It's fantastic. The other occasions we do see him, that's a good-looking. But uh, anyway, we'll do it again tomorrow morning. Thank you very much indeed for your company for today. Don't forget Nick is broadcasting live after the news at 7 from Washington, D.C. Dear three of Nick in America. Promises to be a lot of fun this morning, especially the journey getting there, which I hope they they repeat for you this morning if the lines go down, but I suspect they won't. Might be available as a podcast later. Don't forget to go to lbc.co.uk, read the blog. Uh, Catch up on all the lovely pictures that many of you have sent in and enjoy the rest of the output today on 97.3. Before all of that,
2: today's business update with Matthew Schofield. Thanks, Steve. The Governor of the Bank of England's warned families face years of hardship